Welcome to Matinee with Matt, the ultimate rendezvous for all things entertainment. My name is Matt Kreeth, a film critic, and I'm joined weekly by my husband, Michael. Not so much a film critic. So grab your popcorn as we dive headfirst into the world of movies, TV shows, books, and beyond. Well, welcome to a new episode of Matinee with Matt. We have entered the December month, end of uh, the year. Yeah. Getting there. This is actually winter. Wow. Well, we yeah. are currently in California still visiting family for the holiday for Thanksgiving a little, a little bit. Um, it was a little, I mean, God, it's been so windy here. So it's, uh, we say it's a little chilly here. It's 65 and like, I think it's 11 at home. <laughs> at so home in Colorado. it's just yeah. a, a skosh cold. Skosh cold, but uh, we are coming out of Thanksgiving, going into the other holidays now that it's December. And you mean um, happy Honda days? Happy Honda <laughs> days, as you like to call it. It is not Toyota-thon, but happy Honda days. Are you feeling after Thanksgiving going into, we already celebrated Hanukkah with my family early, so how how are you feeling these days? I'm feeling good. I appreciated the abbreviated version of the holidays. It was nice to be able, man, imagine we just done it in one day. So from like one to three was Thanksgiving, (laughs) reset the table. 3.30 to 6 is Hanukkah. We can just really kind of crank these things out. Um, But no, feeling good. Enjoying uh, the change of scenery. And I'm a little anxious to how cold it will be when we get home. But then we get home later this week. Yeah. We'll be there for a bit and pack the car back up and hit the great open road and on to texas we route 66 pretty much i don't think it does not on to texas we're going back to colorado first were we on route 66 part of it where um through arizona why weren't why was there not more signage well because route 66 doesn't exist anymore so there's like little landmarks that are around route 66 on our way home if you drive like i-40 uh for most of i-40 is what was considered like route 66 back then so there's so still like landmarks. Cars is a true story. <laughs> yes, based on a true based story. Based on a true story. Okay. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you. on our way uh, back to Colorado. I can maybe show you the uh, the TPs in Arizona, the TP Motel. That's there. It's pretty cool. You know, I'm a slut for roadside attractions. I love them. If it's on the way, fine. If it's out of the way, no, thank you. <laughs> Uh, but as we're entering December here, it is also one of my favorite seasons, which is award <laughs> season. And that's what we're here talking about today. There are more things going on than happy Honda days happy at Honda the days end of the year. And okay. Christmas and whatnot coming up. No. December to remember. Um, but okay, now enough of the car fun. Yes, <laughs> award season. Oh my God. Our front porch. Our poor mailman. Like, I want to leave a note letting him know this is not a shopping addiction yeah. that we are like i feel so bad for them so for anyone listening that doesn't know what michael is talking about starting in like i'd say probably mid-november to all the way through december i get flooded with screeners and it's just, just shit. it's shit i mean yeah, a lot I, of a lot of swag and stuff and often as a critic you're not you we shouldn't like kind of post to social media about the swag and stuff that we're given because it is a, a little weird to to 
because they're trying off. to buy. Um, well, the... they're not trying to buy. Let's let's be honest I here. Know. I don't want to get in trouble or anything, no. but um, they are they're trying to bring awareness. There we go. They're, they're bringing awareness exactly what, yeah. for your consideration. Yeah. So they're bringing aware for your consideration yeah. is the name <laughs> of the game right now during award season, and it is award season because I'm part of the Critics Choice Association, and our nomination ballots go out today, December first, the 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 day that this episode drops. So. Uh, for film, at least. So we start voting on our on what we think should be nominated for, you know, best picture, best actor, best actress, all of that stuff. And all the studios know that. And so they send out a lot of physical screeners, digital screeners, a lot of swag, a lot of like different stuff to bring awareness to all the different categories that their movies and, and TV shows they want uh, nominated and also voted on. So that's what's currently hitting our mailbox and front porch uh, while we've been away. Oh my God. I don't even know what the mailbox is going to look like, but yeah, oh, the I, front porch. I told you I stopped the mail, so I don't have to go to the post office and pick it up. But at one point they would have probably just made us come pick it up anyways. Cause yeah. it would have been full. Yeah. It is fun though. It is pretty cool to see how creative the studios get. Cause yeah, I mean, so that's the other thing to do. So aside from like the swag and the like material that gets <laughs> mailed out to these folks that are on these lists, Los Angeles, has like yeah. billboards mm-hmm. or like they they take up obviously i mean yeah no shit a billboard okay like people know that is but they will um oh my god random train of thought i saw a tiktok for the leo billboard oh that was Netflix. such a cute movie it was cute but their billboard they bought billboards that were catty corner across an intersection and ran a red like thing that looks like his tongue reaching out to like catch a bug that catches the other billboard that says Leo. So yeah, like one's, like, one's the lizard, the other one's that one. We should see that before we leave. Like um, that's the tour, man. I really bad tour All the strikes billboards again. around Los Angeles holiday yeah. and everything. Yeah. Well, so yeah. So we were talking about that when we were seeing it. I just find it so funny ever since I'm, I'm from California originally and moved to Texas and we met and then we've now live in Colorado and everywhere that I've lived outside of California, you know, the billboards are usually for local stuff or, you know, things that Man, are going on I in the city. I am a sucker. And for a billboard. No, if they <laughs> put like world famous on a billboard, I'll stop out of the, I'll go out of the way. What's world to famous? Stop. I don't know. But like if anybody, if I pass a billboard that says like world famous. Oh, yeah. So-and-so. You're speaking my language. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I love like world famous hamburger, whatever it is. Yeah. Doesn't I, matter. I, yeah. Good signage will always bring me in. Okay. Um, <laughs> but around LA and, you know, obviously New York, like big cities like that, a lot of the people that work in the film and television industry live in those cities. So they are often courting votes. And so all the billboards around LA right now are for your consideration, for your consideration, for your consideration. And living here, I just kind of thought that, that everybody was, had those. I was like that. And then, you know, as my dumbass decided to travel outside of Los Angeles, I could see that not everybody has those kind of billboards, nope. of, you know, everywhere you live. So it's just kind of funny to, to visit here and, and see a lot of that stuff, because as a critic, you get a lot of that just via email and not so much signage while you're driving down the road, down the four or five, but to see for sure okay so this is the time that everyone is going yeah. for your consideration mm-hmm. billboards packages galore what what are we okay critics choice for the associations yeah. that you're a part of but there are so many more this is the time of year what are the awards that are there so we had going into december the big one that 
people will look out for nominations for the Golden Globes. Those nominations are announced December 11th, I believe. They're the first ones. That... They're like the biggest one, like the, the name well, the brand, Oscars, right? Like, I feel like are the biggest well, one. Well, that is the biggest one. But right now, at least, people are looking out for that. That and Critics' Choice are the two. Uh-huh. But there are also like just a ton of like critics groups that get announced through December. Um, National Board of Review, Austin Film Critics, like all these just smaller kind of critics groups that they also vote on a lot of these awards. So I'm part of uh, Gallica, the Society of LGBTQ um, mm-hmm. Entertainment Critics, and and we have our own on voting um, around this time for for film awards. Uh, the Hollywood Creative Alliance has their own. There's there's a there's a just a ton of different critics groups that that do get announced around now. The Golden Globes, I only say they're the biggest because they're nationally televised on TV and everybody knows who the Golden Globes are. But this year is a little different because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association that used to run the Golden Globes, they no longer exist. Ah, uh, since when? Since like, a f- like this year. Like okay. they got into a lot of controversy a few years back. They have now uh, since disbanded. And they were bought by Dick Clark Productions, the Golden Globes were. So now Dick Clark Productions owns the Golden Globes. Yes. Who? Oh, my God. Pause. <laughs> He's raising his hand over okay. there. So, okay, well then riddle me this. If it was the Hollywood Foreign mm-hmm. Press Association, is it the Hollywood Foreign Press Association of Critics? Is that what they the were, full name was? So okay. they were critics that um, often wrote for foreign publications but they live here in the u.s or what yeah well you know how so i freelance for a canadian magazine called in magazine and i'll write reviews for them or or news articles or whatnot and so that's technically i could i guess qualify back in back then when the Hollywood foreign press association was a thing um somebody like myself who lives in the u.s but works um every once in a while for you know a foreign publication like that but so okay all right all right and that leads me to my like not concern i guess that this leads me to my question um that was a critics association mm-hmm. group a journalist yeah of journalists okay and so if it is no longer anymore and that is how these award shows they determine who are the nominees and then they mm-hmm. determine like that so they what will happen is they'll nominate the nominees yeah. of the things that they say hey i liked all this stuff they take the winners of that world of like how many are like, you know, and bucket it down to the groups that they are. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm basically explaining a bracket. Um, <laughs> he's, he's explaining how an award is given out. Yeah. Okay. So who is now, if the, if it's not driven by these journalists and critics and things, how, how will the Golden Globes determine the beginning bracket of so, like, these things? Uh, I- they did a very interesting thing. A lot of people had those questions. We had no idea kind of within this world of how how this would go. And truthfully, we still don't know, other than that they have uh, announced pretty recently in the last like, couple of months a whole new group of journalists that they've added into their group. So the Hollywood Foreign Press Association no longer exists, but, the but people some are still members organized. of that association still belong to like the golden globes association so to speak like and then they also voted in some other members out like to this group so there are still voters there are still they are still supposed to be journalists and and there's a whole board of directors and there's a whole thing to it but it is actually owned by 
Dick Clark Productions Correct. and like a production company. That's what I'm saying. And Dick Clark Productions has put on just, I mean, a ton of stuff. I mean, well, they used New to Year's put on New Year's stuff, a lot of stuff on NBC. I mean, they, they have they have big deals um, and whatnot, but the Golden Globes are now kind of a corporate entity, so to speak, versus like an association. Yeah, and that's what I would be curious about. Like, uh, this will be the one yeah. to watch this year yeah. then because this is going to be interesting. But, you know, there were always these, like, rumors and things about the Hollywood Foreign Press Association that I don't want to get in trouble, but I'm going to, um, is that they, like, especially on the TV side, you could maybe buy a Golden Globe. That's what I'd be curious and about. Like, it was all rumors. So it was yeah, never, yeah, yeah. You know, Allegedly. Like, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> For legal purposes, we're saying allegedly. But, yeah, like, and that was always the, the funniest thing about the Golden Globes Awards is that whenever there was a brand new show on TV, uh-huh. uh, that actor or actress tended to win that category I mean, but every year because they wanted ratings for that show. Was great. And like, well, some were good. Some were, I mean, you know, I would say give everything to Abbott elementary. Oh, like, well, of course. I mean, I mean, we can talk about that when we get to like, cause TV you know, shows, I guess TV yeah. shows part of it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we were Abbott elementary fans on this podcast, Some but, tough. Um, but you know, there's other things that have come out this year, yeah. like the bear, um, last year and whatnot that would qualify. And like, there's just, there's just a ton of, um, unknowns right now with the golden globes and we'll, we'll see, we'll mm. see when the nominations come out, hopefully, you know, and by the way, golden globes are film and TV. So, um, you know, that will give a very good understanding, at least in, in, combination with the like other critics groups awards that are given out throughout like december and january yeah all of that will kind of tie into who we think might be nominated for That's an oscar what my next question then so yeah the golden globes is one award show obviously yeah, it's a couple. Just we'll name it for yeah. you, but um it'll be interesting i'm curious about the guts the inner working of it like yeah. how is it going to yeah we shall are they usually the kickoff to award season? So like they're kind of the canary in the coal mine to what things will do. They are the kickoff for people that don't necessarily follow it as closely as I do because I'm like weird and I look at every single critics group and I want to see all of it. First. Okay. Yeah. There are, well, there are other, so a lot of these critics groups, um, besides the critics choice association, they don't, they have like their own kind of small awards galas, mm-hmm. but a lot of celebrities don't really ever show up to them. Some do, some don't. Um, and often they'll just like kind of send a trophy or plaque to whoever won. Um, you know, New York Film Critics Circle, the Los Angeles Film Critics, like there's just a ton. Austin has one, Denver has Denver Film Society. There, there's just a ton of them out there. And, but all of those together, or give you a good idea of who is in the conversation. Kind of what the buzz is exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, a lot of those start coming out literally as this recording is this episode drops, like the New York film critics circle will have released their, um, their winners, the Gotham, the winners already, not just the mm-hmm. nominees. Some, some don't even do nominations. They just release winners. Like they, with a, they'll, yeah. okay. So basically mm-hmm. they take their nomination process yeah. as the yeah. voting process Correct. to win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then, so we've got, so the big heavy hitters here. And it's almost like every day, by the way, of like December and January, there will be another critics group that will release like another like list of winners and stuff. Well, yeah. that's kind of fun. Yeah. 
That is a December to remember. It is. Um, <laughs> but that's a happy Honda days. <laughs> Mary Chrysler. Um, okay. But, uh, all right, so the big ones. We've got Golden Globes, Critics' Choice. Sag Awards. Sag Awards. Oscars, obviously. Mm-hmm. BAFTAs uh, for Britain. The, yeah. The European yeah. Oscars. The Oscars that well, went away to uh, yeah. study abroad. <laughs> Just, studied abroad. Yeah, just kidding. I do like the BAFTAs. I think that those are the also The BAFTAs really... are actually quite fun to watch. Yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of the, uh, everyone who's nominated tends to go. They have really great presenters. It's and it, great it, it's style. A really formal event. It's really like nice. The dress, yeah. the dress mm-hmm. there is, I feel it's like. It's pretty fun to, to watch. And, you know, in the U.S., I think it's, you know, broadcast on BBC, I think. But, um, yeah. And that that come you know that will be later in um, early 2024 when the BAFTAs come out. But um, yeah, those are always really fun to watch. We can't forget the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. <laughs> Just kidding. I wonder. And track to see when those yeah, are. Sorry. I know. Well, the MTV uh, TV movie awards. Yeah. Those are usually in June, I think. But um, but yeah, as we're like kind of getting towards that that time, it, it a lot of movies. You know, the the old kind of campaign for the last like maybe 20, 30 years has been for a lot of these movies, especially in the, on the on the film side, to be released in December. So you're kind of flooded with yes. Oscar caliber type of movies that a lot of these studios want to keep fresh in mind of voters like myself for Critics' Choice to, to vote on these awards for these movies because they're like top of mind. Yeah. But I tend to try really hard to remember a lot of movies that came out. We talked about this when, when Gabby was on our show that, um, with everything, everything everywhere. I, I, we walked out that, of that mm-hmm. theater and I told you immediately, I said, best picture. Yeah. And like, that was, and it was early. It was, that was Mar- you, March, like March, yeah, April, yeah. Like, when we yeah. saw it. And it's, and that's the thing is that I like still to like this recording comes out December 1st. We like, I still remember air and I really loved that movie with Matt Damon, Ben ah, Affleck. Yeah. Have I said um, that this year yet? I what if I'm like a a, a guru? Like I'm like psychic in this world. We should probably bet on it. Which one for did air? No, just oh, for I, who you think yeah, might be like best picture. Or something. I mean, we saw everything everywhere the, once, and I was just immediately. I was like definitely winning. I I don't feel this way, but a lot of people currently feel that Oppenheimer is is the <gasps> one. Yeah, it's the one that's kind of lasted with critics, especially. Um, at least in terms of the critics awards, who knows how the Academy will vote I because the Academy it. is like made up of actors, producers, writers, the, it's, it's runs the gamut of like, you know, who's voting on this stuff. But, um, but in terms of like the critics awards and, and whatnot, a lot of people it are might, thinking yeah, okay. hammer. Yeah. It was good. Just really and, you long, know, those but... are the, we're talking about the big movies of the year, right? So Barbie Oppenheimer really made a dent in our like cultural kind of 2023 landscape, whatever you want to call it. And Barbenheimer was such a big deal that I think yeah. a lot of people really want to vote for that because the, those two just met 2023. Like when we think back to this year, I think Barbie and Oppenheimer are going to be the ones that a lot of people remember. I, I can absolutely see that. I I almost feel like it and is... And a lot of people want Christopher Nolan to win because he's never won an Oscar. Oh, yeah. okay. So that, like, all right. Not yeah. that I'm just like, oh, everyone gets a participation yeah, award. No, but, like, but he, he definitely he's deserves deserved it. it. His, uh, yeah, his... We were talking about him at dinner the other day with family. Um, 
which I, you know, Oppenheimer, aside from it being pretty long, I would have actually preferred seeing it uh, internationally so that there was a intermission because it definitely we've needed. we've talked about on here before how much we love an intermission. an intermission. So I would definitely watch it at home again, though, because it is like the complex emotion of the struggle of mm-hmm. his science mm-hmm. and the struggle that he had with creating this weapon of mass destruction and and honestly like my butt was falling asleep in the movie (laughs) like i we were not in a comfy chair at a theater and so i was like man that movie's really long but also did not see it in imax or anything we saw it just at our our regular theater around the corner yeah thinking back on that film i can i definitely i can see bits and pieces of how that story is so much deeper than just like the creation of the atomic bomb yeah so um okay i guess right. for for him to you know lead actor in it um and also robert downey jr for supporting the like there's a lot the let's just say warner brothers or no i don't think warner did no universal did um oppenheimer they were pushing they're pushing well, for I've those got, two for sure. i have got one note <laughs> for, for our buddy chris chris nolan do you think he goes by chris or do you think he's a proper full christopher guy couldn't tell you Probably, we're Let's gonna just say. I'm Chris. gonna say Christopher. I was gonna say his whole name because that's how he writes it out. Okay. <laughs> One note for Christopher is I absolutely loved all of the B-roll shots. Oh, I know you did. Here's the one thing I do hate though is don't give me a jump scare with a giant change in sound immediately. Like, oh my god, it would be like this beautiful, like soothing. I mean, say soothing, but like. <laughs> this scene of like the atoms and things coming together and then be like this giant explosion that hits you and i'd be like well okay there goes my moment of <laughs> tranquility <laughs> now your anxiety kicks in i know that was a really good film i could yeah. definitely do a rewatch uh as we come towards the end of this year okay yeah uh and you know the oscars but specifically they love a good like biopic like oppenheimer so it's you know uh, and barbie it's, it's a biopic about her biopic life. about Barbie. I guess so. I mean, they kind of actually made it a little bit like that, that. Is the movie or the HBO? If you're listening, that is the movie we wanted to see a docu series about the creator of the Barbie who had oh all the God, tax evasion or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Rita Perlman plays in the movie. Yeah, we would love to see that story yeah. told as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, uh, there, there are a few movies that still haven't come out yet, so we have. The musical The Color Purple and Maestro and uh, with Riley Cooper and, and Carrie Mulligan. And uh, those are, you know, those are Oscar bait type of, yeah. type of movies, especially Maestro. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but Riley Cooper does wear a prosthetic nose in it. And that is what got Nicole Kidman her Oscar for what? the hours. So uh, he's definitely going that route, I can tell. The plastic cosmetic surgery route okay well, the prosthetic i mean i know yeah, he but didn't you do know it what permanently I mean. but maybe he will um, if he wins so you know that's an interesting one maestro it it is he looks good in that movie he does even with and, different <laughs> nose like i yeah well, we know you have a thing for jewish guys okay so. well um but maestro he directed it co-wrote it started it and produced it alongside steven spielberg and martin scorsese produced it as well and so that we're talking Oscar that, paid. yes. So uh-huh. we're talking. Martin Scorsese is a producer on Maestro. If that ends up getting nominated for Best Picture, 
Martin Scorsese could also get nominated for Killers of the Flower Moon. He could be nominated in the same category twice as a producer. He's just hedging his bet. Yeah, and he also obviously directed Killers of the Flower Moon. That was a big one this year as well, especially in the acting categories with Lily Gladstone and Lula DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. So it's uh, that is one to to definitely look out for as well. And that's, I think, still currently in theaters before it drops to Apple eventually. Okay. That one is... Talk about long movies. That is, okay. the, that is, I think, the longest movie I saw this year. is almost three and a half hours. And seeing it at AMC it, with, you know, the Nicole Kidman previews and everything, that's a four hours on in, in that You're theater. You're almost there for like two mealtimes. Yeah, two mealtimes, two movies, equivalents, yeah. But yeah, and then, you know, there's some other movies that did come out earlier this year, like Past Lives, which I don't think you saw um, with Greta Lee. No. I I liked it. I I, I definitely enjoyed it, but it, it is a a movie that has seemed to resonate with a lot of other critics a lot more than myself. Um, I enjoyed it. I would love to see Greta Lee get nominated for an Oscar because I, I just like her very much. But um, outside of it, I I don't think it's a movie that a lot of other people really took to and, and saw, but those who did, they liked it. Um, and so that, that might still be in the conversation. And, you know, there is one that I like have tried very hard to mention to so many people about there. A lot of critics still remember it. So I know that it's still in the conversation for a lot of voters that are voting on a lot of these awards, but Glenn Howerton in Blackberry is one of my favorite performances of this year. When and Blackberry came out, I feel like that it came was out another, months ago. It was yeah, a while ago, yeah. yeah. Another <laughs> early one, yeah. And he, uh, maybe it's because, so this is the guy who has made his fame and fortune off of being one of the creators and, and actors in in uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So he comes from, obviously, like kind of a comedic background. But he is incredibly devilish and mean and such a different type of character for him. I I was blown away by his performance in Blackberry, and I really, really, really hope that people remember because it did come out a while ago, and it is a Canadian production. It is it's you know it was in U.S. theaters, but it it really didn't get a, a lot of play. Very small movie, um, but he's incredible in it. And I would just I would love to see some kind of like surprise nominations for him for sure. But you know. Uh, that that's just a hope. So those are some big movies that are coming out that, well, some big movies that we dissected a little bit further, but there was a lot of really good films this year as well. So what would, what's your perspective on the ones to watch? Yeah. So we talked on the last episode about Saltburn. I don't know that that is one that I would recommend to everyone but i think it will still be in the conversation um also poor things that will uh oh, yeah. showcase emma stone in one of in my opinion one of her better roles and mark ruffalo that comes out in december aside from my show that still has to come out uh, the holdovers with paul giamatti ah, was yes. so good um those are definitely ones to watch and american fiction with jeffrey wright comes out uh, soon as well and that have was, you seen that one i have it's so funny and it's so topical and it it is really good a really good easy watch um less than two hours i think wonka maybe i've seen it it's not maybe for music maybe for the music um and maybe not you know it's a 
it's a crowd pleaser. It's a very easy, uh, popular type of character to to want to watch, but definitely the music. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, I think those are, are are definitely some of the the bigger ones. Uh, if you haven't checked those out yet, some are in theaters still. Some are soon to be coming to streaming and and theaters. Um, I know a lot of people want Wes Anderson's Asteroid City to still be in the conversation. I don't think it will be, but that's just my own opinion. And But he does have a few short films that are on Netflix right now. So those that want to check those out that haven't, those might end up getting nominated for some of these uh, awards uh, for, for the short film category. So we, um, check we those out. We always did. like uh, The short film category is always fun to do because remember how we would go to... Uh, Alamo draft out. My God. Is I know we talk about there Alamo on okay. here well, a lot, but I appreciate say. it. <laughs> well, they do, they do the, um, live action and animated short film mm-hmm. viewing and they just string them all together and you yeah. can go eat. Oh, it's so fun. And so it's nice. really fun. Okay. They do that. Um, in, in a few other movie chains around the country, yeah, but Alamo I definitely like does it. Have to. Um, and aside from that, Sandra Fuller, who is, uh, an actress that, um, hasn't been in, in a ton of work that American audiences would know her from, but she's in two movies out this year called The Zone of Interest, and the other one is Anatomy of a Fall. Anatomy of a Fall is fantastic. I loved it. She's incredible in it, and I could I can absolutely see her getting some kind of uh, award notice, um, not only from the Oscars but Golden Globes and SAG as well. Um, so that those are a couple that that should be on um, people's radars. And weirdly, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, with Rachel McAdams. I could absolutely see Rachel McAdams getting a nomination uh, from at least the Golden Globes and maybe the Oscars uh, for for her role as as the mother in that movie, Judy Bloom book. And it was a great movie. It's really right. fun. That's the film side of house. Then that's the film. Yeah. And so outside of, well, I guess really kind of just outside of the BAFTAs and Oscars, all the other awards do uh, recognize television, yeah? Um, so Golden Globes are a co- combination of film and TV, and the Emmys are just TV. And that's the only one that I've actually gotten to hold. An Emmy. An Emmy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Um, but they but didn't the, come out? The Emmys, because of the writer strikes and the, um, and the SAG after strikes, they didn't hold the Emmys in September of this year like they were like they always do. And so they kept pushing it back and they pushed it back to January. Okay. And I actually wrote this down because I was just genuinely curious. So we're going to get the Golden Globe nominations come out December 11th. The Golden Globe Awards are going to be January 7th, followed by the Critics' Choice Awards on January 14th. And then the following day after the Critics' Choice Awards, will be the Emmy Awards, finally, from that should have happened months ago. And then the Oscar nominations come out one week after the Emmys do. Okay. And so, not that the Emmys have anything to do with the Oscars, but we're talking about major awards are all going to be... You could like, walk given up to somebody like, on the street, and they're going to know what the Emmys or the Oscars are. Like, those I know, are, of yeah, course those I know, biggest, but I'm yeah. just saying that we're getting two full weeks of nominations and winners and all of this all like within the film what and TV world. January. Yeah, it's a huge January this year, and that's mostly because of the strikes. But I kind of like it, though. I hope maybe they'll stick to this model and like kind of just blow our socks off because yeah, <laughs> every, January, every January, we just start the year off, right? We yeah. need something to get the year off to a right, a good start. So there we go. <laughs> well, so on the TV side, yeah, we have 
uh, you know, the Blair season two is obviously really just a, a very popular uh, show that that came out in 2023. But interestingly enough, the Bear season one is the one that's nominated for the Emmys this year because of how their eligibility calendar goes. But the Golden Globes will be nominating the Bear season two eligibility. (laughs) So it's going to be very disjointed, but it it will be interesting to see. I'm sure the same similar people will get nominations because everybody kind of loves that show and loves the cast in that show. What a lot of people remember are, well, I don't want to give it away in case anyone hasn't watched it yet, but there's a very big episode in season two with just a ton of surprise and that, cameo what actors. And the Golden Globes and, are going to Well, be. the Golden Globes, depending on how the Bear producers submit their campaign names mm-hmm. for, for your consideration, so to speak, those nominations might come from some of these cameo roles. The Emmys next year, so a whole other year yeah. from now, will show them maybe in guest categories versus like a supporting category. But the Golden Globes are kind of had, like we just said, they're a very new animal this year. So we're not really sure what, how the categories are going to be laid out and what they're going to be doing. But um, so the Bears just won. We talk all the time on this on this show about Abbott Elementary. I think uh, Quinta Brunson and and and. A lot of the other cast members are going to see nominations from the Golden Globes. They continue to with the Emmys. White Lotus season two has been nominated for just about a thousand Emmys this year. Um, so we'll see that in January. Um, I think all of those that season had already been done with the Golden Globes last year. So we won't see that come up with the Golden Globes this year. Um, one of my two of my favorite shows, at least in the comedy categories of the Emmys and Golden Globes, Jury Duty with James Marsden and Poker Is that nominated? Um, so he was nominated for an Emmy. James and, Marsden was? Yeah, a supporting actor and in a comedy series. And so he might get some love from the Golden Globes as well. And Poker Face with Natasha Lyonne, um, she might get some love from uh, from the Golden Globes again. So we're, you know, we're seeing a lot of good comedies that have come out in 2023. That, but wait, that we'll get a guy up. from, can the, what's his name? Ooh, Ronald? Yeah. No, he can't. <laughs> he's not an actor. He can't, they didn't submit him for consideration. No. Man, I would like to see his wave just he didn't keep acting. He was the only one in the show <laughs> that, is that true. didn't. That is true. I would just like to see his wave keep going. <laughs> um, but on the drama side, succession, succession, succession. Oh, that yeah. is going to take over everything it's their life it was their last season of the series it's over so they uh, the emmys and the golden globes they tend to really favor um uh, last seasons of really just uh, like amazing i mean television. it went out with so, it yeah so it like did. yeah it's not like a throwaway of no no oh, yeah. okay um, but we also had a new season of black mirror this year which we hadn't seen in a few years mm-hmm. so um, that might get some love as well. Fellow Travelers, which I've watched, and it is probably the sexiest, launchiest show I've seen in a while with Matt Bomer and Jonathan Bailey. I could see that getting um, some Golden Globes consideration. And um, and yeah, so there, there, there's a lot of good TV that came out this year. Ted Lasso's last season, so many of those people might um, see, oh, okay. see some nominations. Um, they're also up for Emmys in January, yeah. so... It's uh, it'll be uh, very, very interesting to see um, kind of if 
everybody's favorites made the cut. Yeah. All right. It's always like, this is like a nice way to look back at the, the year of movies and film. And it's kind of, you know, nostalgic to think about what came out and what was good and what did we just have to sit through? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Very cool there. All right. We ready for our go on segment? Yeah. All right. So this is go on the segment where one of us educates the other about interesting things in the culture, another thing, hidden gems and little known trivia from the world of entertainment. And it is mine to give right. today. Um, so I want to talk about EGOTs, which is ah. the those that have received an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony in the past. And if they collect all four, they are termed an EGOT. I'm glad that um, you went in order. Emmy, oh, I know, right? Because yeah. I've been like, a Tony, a Grammy, <laughs> uh, a Emmy, and an Oscar. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so I was looking this up because we were talking about EGOTs the other day, and I was genuinely curious about, um, about like, just kind of facts about EGOT winners. Um, so the first uh, EGOT kind of recipient so you know like there's not an actual award it's just kind of a title the first one was in 1962 and and the first you got to ever like kind of well ever you got yeah all right between 1962 and 2002 so 40 years uh there had been 10 people that had won an egot in the first 40 years 10 egots were birthed how many do you think won between 2012 and 2023. I'm going to give you a guess, and then I'm going to tell you to go on. I, How many was it? 10 in the first 40? Mm -hmm. 10 in the first 40. Okay, and so then, all right, so 10 in 40 years, how many in 11 years? Oh, like one or two, maybe? And now go on. Eight. So we're talking about... It has become ten over easier. forty years, yeah, and then eight in the last eleven. Correct. Did they so, change? Is there a grading curve? We're talking about it's become easier to EGOT and well, okay, easier relative because well, yeah, I mean, like here like, we are. Yeah, yeah, okay, we're just sitting here on a podcast, but most of them have become have been because they produce things. So it used ah. to be the kind of thing with EGOTs that often it was like musicians, like composers that would go and compose, say, a Broadway musical and win a Tony or a Grammy from that. Okay. And then they could also be composers for films, so they could win Oscars and, and maybe Emmys for, you know, something on TV that they've composed the music for. Would you say that then the that composer, that 40-year span where there was just the 10, like, is it usually because of they are in the music side of the Yes. House? So like, the first one to win an, or to, uh, to EGOT was Richard Rodgers, who's a composer. Okay. Um, since then, Marvin Hamlish, composer, and Jonathan Tune. I mean, there's a there's a lot. That of, was originally like, the first kind of like if we had a common denominator. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of those things yeah. have music. And, and since then, you know, actors have. Whoopi Goldberg has. Uh, um, directors have. Mike Nichols did it. Mel Brooks did it. Um, but in the last yeah 10, 11 years, it's mostly been producers. Some composers like Robert Lopez, who did Frozen and yeah. and some other Broadway shows and stuff, um, but uh, most of them have been producers. And interestingly, they've been actors slash producers that EGOT through their producing. So Jennifer Hudson has an EGOT. 
She won uh, in in twenty twenty two. American Idol to, to an EGOT. You it's because get it, she girl. produced like a Broadway show and got an EGOT that and got her Tony that way. Okay. Viola Davis just EGOTed this year, and I and got to say hi to her. You did it. The uh-huh. pretty dressing. Okay, cool. You told her how nice her dress it was. It was very pretty. Um, and she won her Grammy this year for like best spoken word album or whatever. Like for I think narrating her book or or okay. something. And that's also an easy kind of way to do it. Um, I mean, you easy, got, it so still work. It still work. Oh, of course. But yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's just it it astounded me when I saw that statistic that it took forty years for ten people to EGOT, mm-hmm. but within the last say decade, eight people have won. Like so, that Maybe means they just that like, at the content creation, content creation, <laughs> they branch out into other things. So a lot of people when they were actors, they tended to stick to acting, stick to what worked. Now they're all producers and yeah. some directors, and and they move very kind of easily from broadway to movies and tv and so it's yeah it's just uh, becoming a little little easier not easy but i a would little say easier. maybe easier is not the right word so we're sorry if we yeah. have anybody i would say the opportunity has probably become greater yeah. with like the transition but like you said between broadway and film and mm-hmm. things like that does barbara streisand have any guy i'm glad that you actually asked that her book is out right now the way that EGOT works, I mean, this is a made up like award, but yeah. um, the way that it works is a lot of people only consider EGOT recipients to be those that won the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and a Tony in a competitive category. So they were competing against other people. Barbara Streisand has an EGOT, but it's because she was given a special Tony award. She did not win it oh, for like, like a, a lifetime achievement yeah. award or something, which a lot of people are like, Cute, cute, but no, no you didn't counts. get any. Guy. That totally counts. Yeah. Oh, see, I, think, I don't. I don't consider I think that. It does. No. She did enough work. A body, her body of work was enough to get recognized by the whole institution. Sure, and that but, counts. I mean, now that's why she has a memoir out right now because she has a body of work that should be recognized. But yeah, I don't think that that means you get an EGOT because you didn't. You didn't win in a competitive category. They just gave you an award. I mean, I st- I think it's not like she got an honorary degree from Harvard Medical School and now she's <laughs> going to be cutting somebody open. Like, I think it's okay. Girl, you can take the award. It's okay to, to yeah, give it up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So that's that's the, the EGOT world. Well, that's the end of our episode here. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Matinee with Matt. If you enjoy our show, Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe for more, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Matinee with Matt to stay updated on all things film, television, and pop culture. That's a wrap.